Welcome everybody to Mafia Talk. We are so happy to be back. We got exactly the result we were wanting for. Mm-hmm. Bella, we are in the playoffs. Not without a few heart attacks, but we were there. Always got to have a few weekly heart attacks. Yeah. Well, welcome everybody. My name is Adam Niederprum. My co-host is Bella Celeste. We're coming at you during this playoff week. A day late, but a dollar saved. That's saved, a phrase yes. I just made up. It's going to catch on. <laughs> um yeah you're a day late but here's a dollar here yeah that just rolls <laughs> off the tongue um so bella how are things in buffalo what's the temperature of the town right now um well weather wise it's gray and gloomy but i feel like everyone is just a ball of just positive energy and sunshine um you know, with a little sprinkle of Buffalo rage in there as always, but. Oh, with a little uh, Buffalo rage. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Everyone has their own. Okay. Let me just break this down for a second. Everyone sure. who lives sure. in a, there's obviously like villages and towns and, you know, as it gets bigger, I'm just going to generalize a city. Each city has its own different like flavor of rage. Okay. Give me an you example. Know? So like. I'll I'll give a really specific one with like traffic. Yeah. You go and each different area you're in, you're going to get like different vibes of rage from different areas and I it's just my theory. I don't really have that much evidence to back it up, but here <laughs> I am dating it. <laughs> so like Tonawanda feels mm-hmm. different than Amherst. Oh yeah, different type of rage for sure. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And but it relates to bills, not only traffic. So like their attitude towards traffic is going to be their attitudes towards bills. Um they don't necessarily have to be mm-hmm. it, Those are just two examples that make rage come out for people, you know. <laughs> oh, um, got you. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, yes. it made me think of like the type of and usually it's guy, but not always, not always in the slightest. We could probably provide some examples, but like the moment you bring up bills, even with all the five straight wins and we had the best case scenario happen really the last five weeks. But the moment you bring up the bills to like, let's say person X, they immediately do just start being negative or they're so they can't like express their feelings. So they just sort of like, Oh God, what the, I mean, yeah. I mean, come on. I mean that false start, like they'll mention a false oh, start, even though like, you know, uh, we won the game by a touchdown yeah. um, or something like that. Well, all right. Well, we will, we'll, we'll save, we'll save, we'll save some space. We'll hold some space for rage. Uh, uh, against the machine or whatever you've got to rage against, but mm-hmm. it's overall pretty amazing. Happy week. Um, yeah. We, we kicked off our podcast during the bye week And since then, I mean, it's been some ups and downs, but who could have asked for, for more than five consecutive wins, the number two seed in the mm-hmm. playoffs guaranteed home game, if not games. And that's where we're at. 
And I remember thinking about my mindset before the bye week Mm -hmm. and like going into that and like having all the freaking struggles we had. I was not optimistic in any way, shape or form. Yeah. I was very, very like, if we don't, (laughs) we're, you know, but we pulled it together and we're there and Mm -hmm. we just got to keep one game at a time. One game at a time. I know. I know. It was, uh, it's hard for me to accurately remember my feelings, but it was obviously the Eagles loss and then a bye week. It was just, it was, it was a killer, you know, Mm -hmm. feeling of just like we were so close and now we have no room for error. Um, Mm -hmm. But I, I wanted to kind of give it a sort of brief rundown. You know, I like to zoom out. I like to zoom, but I really like to zoom out more. You know, about like, okay, is what we're feeling real? Uh, mm-hmm. Where where, where are we with McDermott, this team, you know, all that stuff. Uh, five consecutive years making the playoffs. Fact one. Mm-hmm. Six of seven years making the playoffs under Bean and McDermott. And we know how that first one went. Um, a good reason to celebrate. Um, and you know what? It was... Such a reason to celebrate. Do you know who danced in the locker room? Huh. You know, it's someone who I didn't expect to see get bust out a boogie. <laughs> Sean McDermott busted out a boogie. It lasted literally under three seconds. But the fact so that he brief. jumped around, he used his arms, his hands. You know, and it was it, so stiff, but I, I compliments for the effort. <laughs> he had a giant smile on his face, though, he which did. was great to yeah. see. You know, Steph is standing right in front of him. Um, and Josh just looked like he had been through a washing machine, but like in a good way. He was totally pumped up and <laughs> ragged, uh, bleeding. And mm-hmm. yeah, that locker scene was was pretty awesome. Loved it. Uh, so the Bills, weirdly, Bill, have the second longest active streak in the NFL for consecutive playoff seasons. Um, you might it could guess, be worse. Yeah, yeah, could be worse. So five in a row. Could be worse. Um, the current uh, longest streak belongs to you might guess Mr. Mahomey. Mm-hmm. Well, partially yeah. Mahomey and partially Andy Reid. The Chiefs have nine straight um, consecutive seasons making the playoffs. What do you think the number is for the longest playoff streak of all time? Just take a guess. What what feels right? You said KC was at nine? Yeah, and that's the current active one. But I'm mm-hmm. talking NFL history. Mm-hmm. I feel like it probably happened like within the past couple decades. Like, I feel like Mm -hmm. it's not like a really old stat. So I'm going to guess maybe like uh, 10. 10. Very close. It's 11. And guess who it is. Think recent history. The Patriots. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it could have been like 18, except for the season where Brady gets hurt in the first game, ACL out for the season. 
They actually go 11 and six with Matt Castle, but don't make the playoffs. I mean, we're 11 and six. I mean, imagine that. Yeah. Um, actually, I think there were, excuse me, there were 11 and five because we now play one more game, um, which is kind of insane. But yeah, the, the Patriots have the longest streak ever, 11 straight years making the playoffs. The Cowboys uh, during the 60s and 70s had nine mm -hmm. straight years twice. So it's pretty pretty damn good run. The Colts had nine, so they matched that with during the Manning years, and then that's and then of course there's the current streak with with Mahomes. The Steelers aren't in that at all. The Steelers are not in that, even though um, they are up there with the amount of of total Super Bowls. Yeah, consecutive yeah. years, pretty pretty hard. Oh, for sure. Um, but I'm I'm a little surprised, but not yeah. you know you know stats a stat. <laughs> Can't argue <laughs> with that. Stat. Um, let's just talk about the Josh Allen experience. What are your opening thoughts after having a full 48 hours to digest that game? Hmm. People love them. <laughs> love them. And then they love to hate them. You know, like it's, mm. I... I can accept taking the good with the bad, you know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's, it's not easy. Um, <laughs> and like the national narrative that they use of like sugar high Josh when oh, he gets yeah. like really ballsy, but isn't like executing well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but like, then he turns it around and just, spanks everyone so it's it's really yeah. hard to get to be consistently mad at him because <laughs> he just totally. redeems himself every time yeah, but he was he was 30 for 38 359 yards passing two touchdowns two interceptions one insane deflection mm. um to trent sherfield jr mm. i mean that it might be game. the most What's that? The re revenge game? Revenge game for Sherfield, right? Yep. Yep. Ex Miami Dolphin. That was just so mm -hmm. insane. Um, mm -hmm. but 30 for 38, really not bad. And you know, like digging at these stats, I learned something pretty basic. Um, you know, I had a false assumption before this. I was like, 30 for 38, that's awesome. Oh, but also two of those were interceptions. No, actually, interceptions are not incompletions they are just interceptions they don't count both ways but i'm still like okay josh pretty fine <laughs> effort yeah <laughs> he had josh had 15 rushes for 67 yards our leading rusher um i had to look this up through the box score he ran for eight first downs mm. pretty amazing it's it's oh gosh! Sometimes I'm speechless when he pulls stuff out of the bag. There were like, so many. Yeah, there were there were so many third and ones, third and twos, fourth and ones, multiple fourth yeah. and ones. What was Some it like six... that third and thirteen that he ran? Mm -hmm. That one Beautiful. was was so impressive. Um, and they had him essentially like twice on that on that play. Um. Yeah, that was just unbelievably huge. It's like when they needed him to run and get a first down, he got it. And even when he didn't, we just kept the ball and then we're trying to drain the clock, which, you know, of course, makes for a stressful situation. 
Um, yes, but round of applause to the time management this game. That's for sure. Yeah, and McDermott getting ballsy. Um, yeah. I mean, going for a third and one, failing, going for a fourth and one on our own, like 35 in the fourth quarter. So Tua yeah. only has to go like 35 yards potentially to score. Instead, we get it. We hang on. We don't get it. You know, about eight plays later on a fourth and one. But by that time, we're at the opposite end of the field. And we know what happened to a throws the game ceiling interception to Taylor Rapp um, a couple plays later. Um, mm-hmm. To recap the regular season for Josh. I mean, I know these are just numbers, but they're like really interesting to sort of think about because other quarterbacks just don't play like him. Right. Including somebody named Mason Rudolph, the third. Um, Who? Just kidding. <laughs> he sounds he sounds kind of like quasi royalty. I guess like Pittsburgh royalty, right? It's like you know, um the term ick. Are you familiar with that? Like someone gave you the ick. Is it basically related it's to one like, another? Oh, I just like like crunched a bug under my bare foot or something. I mean, if that's someone's ick, no, it's basically like it, when someone does something that like turns you off, like makes you like not interested in them anymore. Yeah. And how would you use it? So, like uh, someone. So like, say I see someone like chewing really loudly with their mouth open. That's an mm-hmm. ick. You know, it's, it's like a egg. deal breaker. He, okay. So we're sitting, we're sitting down eat eating pizza. Like, yes. And, and you see this guy chewing really loudly. Mm-hmm. And you say what? I don't say anything. I just like I'm thinking to myself, this is disgusting. I'm not interested in this person anymore. Um, and then you be like, hey, it was really nice meeting you and all that stuff. But like, I just don't see us going anywhere. But you're great. You know, classic. Because I'm not about ghosting. I don't, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Let's be upfront and honest. Um, no, but anyway, my point <laughs> Is to me Mason Rudolph. He just looks like a walking ick. A walking ick. Yeah, yeah. just like immediately, yeah. like gives me weird bad vibes. He might like chew his nails and like you know Ooh. sniff his fingers or like do something weird, you know something like that. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> we'll do our research and get get back to everybody on Mason Rudolph. Um, yeah, we'll do it back to Josh. Just to encapsulate the Josh season, 29 pass touchdowns, 18 interceptions. And let's put an asterisk on that because we know some of those were throwaways, including last mm-hmm. game's fourth and two. Mm-hmm. But 15 rushing touchdowns. And so 44 total touchdowns to 18 interceptions, which we could reduce to like at least 15 interceptions for the ones that are basically punts on third down. And... That's still a hell of a year. Plus, given like we've watched every game and every play, right? And seeing all those third and ones, those fourth and ones, that third and 15 runs and all that stuff. I mean, for for me, of course, he is the seasons and the and the games MVP. Like, no doubt about it. Is there another choice for you? Is there somebody else that you want to recognize as sort of the MVP, the loose the uh Thurman Thomas MVP of the game award or season? I mean, you could throw James Cook up in there, like, very fast. Mm-hmm. Um, 
defensively you got Ed Oliver. He's been fun. Yeah. Uh, Probably his you, best season yet. Could go to, yeah, you could go to so many. But I just think like this year is so different in the sense of like we got to the playoffs not so easily. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that brings like another bonding element to the team. Yeah. It makes it they're more eager to win, I think. Right. It comes down to that. Yeah. And James Cook had an amazing year. Um, mm-hmm. the first Buffalo Bills running back to to run for a thousand yards, and I think like mm-hmm. since LaShawn McCoy did it. Um definitely bottled up this past game though. Yes. Yes. And, but that's you know what? That's why I'm glad they brought up mm-hmm. uh Leonard Fournette. That was a good, very good move on there. Yeah. Yeah. But I know, you know, McDermott's talked about it. And of course, any team would talk about it, but it's not just like a media tactic. You know, when they talk about this team sort of bonding together, um, of course, they went through like crazy hardships last year. This year, um, you know, it's it's the losses. It's the inconsistency throughout the year until December. It's that article. It's the 9-11 tiny piece that happened that got pulled from that article. I mean, that definitely affected them. Um, mm-hmm. And I think bonded them, um, which is, which is really cool to see. And I, and you know, like there's all this talk about like, you know, which players were, we've had a lot of players step up. A lot of people think some players are disappointing. A lot of people put Gabe Davis on that list. But mm-hmm. the thing is, is that like, um, you know, I was looking at the season stats and stuff, and it's like pretty amazing. The Buffalo receivers overall, like they are really like a collective, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's like any team wants to have like what Cincy has, you know, which is like two amazing badass receivers and then a number three receiver who could be like the number one or two. But I mean, and we've got we've got our main man, Steph. Did you check out? Oh, here's here's a term. Here's a cool term for the younger folks like yourself. Mm-hmm. Ste- the fits. Did you check out Steph's fits from the past week? You're cringing. You're cringing. I just think it's so funny that that's like a young people term. Like it, I know because it's like, oh, well, just a fit. I, guess- I feel like people have been saying that forever. It was just outfit shortened to fit. Yeah. Or right. maybe it's because it seems like forever for me because I am younger, actually, now that I'm saying this out loud. I'm just walking right into the point. So never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Compared to me, you're saying. I mean, yes, yes. yes. That's, why, this- that's why I literally need to go like, okay, wait, you need to explain ick to me by the scenario of we're sitting at a restaurant and you use it as a sentence because I'm that basic. Um <laughs> So, so, uh, but anyway, go back to the, the Cincy, uh, like sort of bills comparison here. Um, you know, that's just, since he's an example of a team with like badass receivers who who've showed up for the last two or three years in a really big way, but mm-hmm. the bills have like spread the love. And it's kind of amazing when you, when you look at the numbers, Steph, of course, is the number one who's who's played every game. He's got 107 receptions, 
um, over 1,180 yards on the season. But Gabe, who's taken a ton of shit, still has 746 yards, seven touchdowns. Like, that's not bad. Yeah. Um, not every team can have two 1,000-yard receivers. Kincaid's got 673 yards as a rookie. Shakir's got 611. And then you go, still haven't added Cook yet or a little bit from Knox. So it's like, instead of having a top-heavy 1-2 receiving core, we've got like a 1, and then we've got 2A, B, and C. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mm-hmm. even count James Cook. Right. Yeah. And I just love that Shakir Shakira Shakira is showing up like every single game out of these last five games in some way. Mm. Yeah. I mean, when he runs, he's deacon people out like his hips don't lie. So. Yep. Yep. Wait, is that another term? Deke? I'm just kidding. Okay. All right. I actually got really nervous for you for a second. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, like no way I word? have to explain what this is. <laughs> I could tell what you meant. It just sounded like a um, I don't know. I, I love I love words I don't understand. Can you tell? Sure, yeah. Well, I mean, learning new things is always interesting and fun. So Yeah. Oh, and my phone favorite moments from like my former work life. Like a year ago, we were all hanging out in a bar in Nashville and somebody on our like work team who's just like 24. She had this like really fun activity where she wrote down like, hey, here are 10 words you guys probably don't know. And we were all because we were all like, I mean, average age was probably like 30 ish, 32 ish. And it was just hilarious for her to like (laughs) list them out. And we're like using them in sentences. She was dying. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The only one I can remember right now is neurospicy, which I don't think is like an everyday term for anybody, but. Mm. Um, <laughs> you're like what <laughs> I'd have to like sit down and analyze that one for a second but I feel like I could eventually get there yeah it comes from it's just like a fancier Very it's like a cooler exciting. term for somebody who's like what's the term now like neuro differentiated that's not it but it's like um, neurodivergent neurodivergent yes yes oh, that's like a different okay. way to sort of describe that I just like that. I just like that spicy was. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Neuro spicy. (laughs) All right. Well, that wraps up our, um, our recap of the bills versus the dolphins for the AFC East title. Pretty amazing. Five consecutive years into the playoffs coming up. We've got a little feature of a of a Bills backers bar. We hope to keep this this feature going in the future, um, where I detail what's going on in Austin, Texas. We got a huge Bills scene here, weirdly, um, and I'm going to describe the East Austin Bills backers uh, bar to you, Bella, and we've got a little interview there, and then we'll uh, we'll just uh, get y'all ready for Buffalo and Pittsburgh this Sunday. All right, welcome back, everybody, to Mafia Talk. Uh, Bella, this is a a little feature that we're going to start up about Bill's Backers Bars, hopefully throughout the entire nation, and I hope I get to travel to other countries uh, someday soon. 
And uh, because Bill's Backers bars do exist um, throughout the world, weirdly. Um, but we're going to start right here where I live in Austin, Texas. How many Bill's Backers bars do you think are in the city of Austin, Texas? Um, Around two. Around two. You're pretty close. It's three. Um, yes. Which is pretty crazy. Yeah. So we have bills austin bills backers mm. uh otherwise known as maybe central we have the east austin bills backers and the north austin bills backers which is the newest little uh chapter i guess Ooh. i didn't really know that bills backers was like a thing and it's like sort of a designation that the team gives a place but i think you just basically need to start a facebook account <laughs> and be like we we meet here and I don't even I don't think you even get a a pin or anything from the bills, but you do get listed on some like websites and stuff. Um but the East Austin Bills backers have been going since 2017, not as long as the regular or original Austin Bills backers. Um and they meet at a bar called Nickel City, which is an appropriate name for our city of Buffalo. And, um, it's a great bar. I mean, I've been in there a bunch of times before, but this is my first time all season going to watch a bills game with, with other rowdy bills fans. Um, and I describe it. Nickel city is probably described as a fancy dive bar. Uh, but one that's also packed with 27 year olds during peak hours. No offense. Hey, that's my vibe. So I'm there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but packed so much during peak hours, including Bill's games where you can barely get to the back, you know, that sort of thing. Well, I'll uh, take a Xanax before, but I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, you know, Nickel City, there's also one in Fort Worth, weirdly, in Houston, I think, which is like very new. Um the the owner is actually originally from New York, and I think is actually like a Jets fan, but kind of keeps it on the down low, which is great. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's a really, fun. it's a really fun bar most of the time. I, I would say, especially during like the off peak hours, right? If you're interested in like having conversations, you know, or something like that. But otherwise, it's awesome. Um, Nickel. Uh, Fun fact is that Nickel City turns into Moe's, the bar from The Simpsons, like every Christmas. So on the outside, it's Moe's. They put up a sign. And on the inside, it's like Simpsons Christmas everywhere, which is just amazing. That's so fun. Yeah. Um, the the menu at Nickel City, a couple highlights, I would, I would say. Uh, on draft, they have Coors Banquet which is uh, cool if you're a dude and you like the classic Coors champagne of beers. Oh, no, sorry. Oh, God, I, must, I said something really wrong. Coors Banquet is not the same as the champagne of beers. Um, <laughs> uh, but a Genesee Cream Ale on tap for the Buffalo locals. Um, so that's, that's kind of cool. They also have an Aperol Spritz and a Nitro Espresso Martini on draft. Espresso martini. Yeah. And they have, um, they always have, they have tropical drinks, shooters, and, mm. you know, they can make any cocktail in the world. Uh, but they always have, um, 
a couple frozen cocktails like <sighs> you know basically on draft like out of those machines one's a like frozen a irish coffee which is delicious of course and then there's one called a chi chi vodka uh a liqueur coconut pineapple green tea oh yeah yeah love it. which is which is pretty awesome i feel uh, like i can the- get past the coconut on that one with all the yeah. other stuff yeah Oh, it's the the menu is is badass. There's there's like anybody can be happy here. Even somebody who's sober, they they've got a bunch of NA options, which are really solid. Love um, a And um, there's a food trailer that's got wings, tots, and the wings are the wings are legit from Delray Cafe, which is a trailer, but it's right there, and you can order from the bar, so you don't have to like go outside and you know, be cold and, you know, worry about your seat. Um, I'll ask this question to all of the bills backer interviewees that, that we have, but, uh, and that is, how would you describe this place in three words? Um, which you'll hear in just a minute, uh, from our interviewee, Angela, who's been part of the East Austin bills backers for a while now. Okay. Nickel city in three words. Classy, mm. character, mm. crowded. Mm. I like the, uh... damn it, <laughs> I can't think of the word where each word starts with the same letter. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you Three know secrets. exactly what I'm talking about. I love yeah, those. Yeah. Um, alliteration. I think that's what it is. Alliteration. Right? And no? There's another one. It depends if it's consonant or vowel. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. We're like half dorks. We know, we know something exists, but we can't think of the proper word for it. Um, That's basically my brain 24 seven. I know it exists, but I don't like really know how. Yeah. And just to paint a picture of Nickel City, of course, anybody can go online, look at, look at photos, but it's, you know, it's like one long room, one huge classic bar that's like padded and it's got footstools and everything. So the bar seats are awesome. Mm. Um, and then there's there's like kind of a tiny, you know, tiny walkway. And then there's booths on the other side and and they're pretty small and they're elevated. And there's only probably like six of them. So you're looking at probably a total of like maybe 60 people who can be seating at the sitting at this bar and then maybe like another, you know, 120 who just stand around. <laughs> wow. Holy cow. Um, and it's not a sports bar. That's the thing. It's a sports bar during Bills games, but it's not mm-hmm. a sports bar. So there's one TV and two projectors on either wow. side of like this long rectangle yeah. that they, uh, you know, move down and, and fire up the projector. But overall, like it, it works pretty well. Um, and I appreciate that they don't want to be a sports bar like 90% of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sports bars have their places, but you know, usually it's just TV madness. Any questions on Nickel City before we go to our little interview, Bella? Um, not really. I I I just want to eat the menu or drink the menu. Really, not much eat it, but definitely drink it. <laughs> yeah. Before we play this clip, I owe an apology to Ashley. Ashley is the person we're about to hear from, not the fictional Andrea. So my bad, Ashley. I'll make sure to get it right next time. All right, I'm here with Ashley. We're standing outside of Nickel City. 
the East Austin Bills Backers Bar. Whoop, whoop. Ashley, describe Nickel City in three words. It's a little taste of buffalo in Austin. It's the best place to be on game days. There are other options, but this is the best by far. Three words. And then, okay, and cap it off with one more thought. Um, go Bills. Okay. We're about to be AFC East champions. Wonderful, wonderful. What's the vibe inside Nickel City? Uh, rowdy, rowdy, and rowdy. <laughs> and uh, have you been part of the East Austin Bills backers since it started? Yes. I've been part of the East Austin Bills backers since they started meeting here at Nickel. And then I've been part of Poncho's Army, which is a charity group out of Buffalo for the last two years. That's all. Awesome. Poncho, like Poncho Billa. Yes. Okay. Yep. Who we know, lots of the, the diehards know, of course. Yeah. So what have you been doing on Poncho Bila's behalf, on, on behalf of his family? Tell me more about the charity and stuff. So each year we pick some charities that we support and we uh, do a big raffle. This year we helped uh, Butch Rolls Foundation and Stevie Johnson's Foundation, and we were able to donate to each of those. And uh, each year we pick some people to support. So Sweet. Awesome. What was the – can you pick out a memory, a favorite game that you watched here at Nickel? Hmm. Favorite game at Nickel? I don't know. They're all good ones when we win. <laughs> uh, even when we lose, it's good. My favorite part about Nickel is uh, playing the Goo Goo Dolls, win or lose, when we're done. So. And what song plays? Uh, we play Slide if we win and Iris if we lose. Badass. Yeah. And um, there's a couple you know, fun things about Nickel. Nickel City, Buffalo, nickname for Buffalo, of course. A lot of people come in this bar, not during Bills games, have no idea. There's like an actual Buffalo name sort of connection. But aren't there, like, a few touches on the menu that definitely say Buffalo as well? Well, for sure. You can get wings, of course. My husband is from Buffalo, and he will only eat wings from Nickel. <laughs> uh, pizza logs are always a hit. And then best place to get blue is at Nickel. Best place to get blue. Bucket of blue. Still going before they run out, of course. Of course. Um, we have to briefly mentioned there was some drama in years past not here of course not in this good feeling bar i i've been in austin for 13 ish years and i've been to a bunch of bars that were formerly bill's bars Mm -hmm. uh but i always described it to my family back home in buffalo like there was kind of a split in the family here between austin bills backers and and then east austin bills backers well came into existence Mm -hmm. Can you tell any tell us anything about that or how it happened or? Well, it's not on our side, from what I understand. We love all Bills fans, but same uh, here, same here. The other Bills backer bar is a little territorial, so. Yeah. Oh, a little territorial. Interesting. Well, I haven't been in a while. We used to have. They used to be in an awesome spot to rattle in for yeah, a temporary period of time. Yeah, it was wonderful. The r- rattle days. Yeah, I know. I think the bar doesn't even exist anymore, does it? <laughs> no, no more yeah. rattle. Yeah, okay, awesome. Um, and how can folks that are listening to Mafia Talk, you know, find out about you, find out about Instagram or the charities that East Austin Bills Backers is supporting? Yeah, so you can always go to our Instagram. It's um, at ATX Bills Backers. Um, you can follow me on Instagram. It's AshleyD911, and uh, stay connected that way. Sweet. Awesome. And uh, can you give us a score prediction for tonight? 
Oh, no. I'm terrible at that. Okay. <laughs> We're going to win. <laughs> Fair enough. Thank you. Thank you. I loved it. All right. So that was Andrea, the East Austin Bills backers. Anything that, uh, any reactions to um, the traditions at the Nickel City? Um, I loved the Goo Goo Dolls being played, win or lose. Mm-hmm. I think the song choices for both of those were great. Um, and then, oh, 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 the pizza logs. I will, I would jump into a pool of pizza logs and blue cheese. And <laughs> if I died, I'd be content. Like that is yeah. a dream. Yeah. So that stood out to me. <laughs> yeah. But it's... I also, li- I, I'm, I'm interested to hear more about this beef. Oh, in, like, yeah, between, like, I know. I was kind of putting her on the spot. It was kind of yeah. a little bit unfair because the only thing I know about it is that essentially, you know, s- somebody had the hookup at Nickel City and they're like, this bar is awesome. If we can start something, because literally the bars between Austin Bills backers and East Austin Bills backers, they're like not even a mile apart. So mm. they are close. But the Austin Bills backers I mean, since I've lived here, it's probably been at four different bars. And um, we had an amazing run at one place called the Rattle Inn, which I mentioned. It's now closed where they basically opened up for Bills fans on Sunday. And they had they had a real stage, like lots of bands would play there. But they basically opened up the whole lower level with a huge projector screen. So the whole room, like one big old room, was like just for Bills games, which was like there was so much room. They had a little bat. Like they didn't have food, but you could bring in whatever you wanted from like food trucks and stuff that were nearby. Um <clears throat> Yeah, but anyway, I don't I don't think there was really like beef. It was probably unfair to call it that way. I think it was just like eventually Bill's backers ended up in a in a bar that was like pretty lame. And um uh I, I think people just were really inspired to start their own thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And because Nickel City is is pretty amazing, although small and crowded, and if you're over the age of uh let's just call it forty five, uh, you know, you got to get there early you got to be part of the uh you know the original crew because you're not going to be you're not going to be uh you know having a seat um Mm. but yeah i think there was just there was just like comments on facebook like maybe people were people were advertising like hey an east austin bills backers bar now exists if you got y'all want to come and that was on the original you know austin bills backers site so people were like you know whoever and and they're let's just hope that they're fine people. Right. But they got peeved that it was like, why are you just sort of like, you know, do your, if you want to do your thing, fine, but like, don't post here on this. Yeah. Um, Hmm. So maybe that's kind of like, that's the, that's the extent of what, what I know, you know what I mean? Um, So, I mean, just the fact that we have multiple bars and restaurants to go watch the bills, many thousands of miles away from, from Buffalo is, is pretty sweet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, that I even heard once that there's like a Bills bar in like Italy somewhere. Mm-hmm. So, woo. Yeah, I know. Wouldn't that be wild? I hope, yeah, <laughs> and they, they have to open at, um, you know, like one. Very weird hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, Bell, let's, uh, let's recap um, or 
preview, I should say. Buffalo at Pittsburgh this Sunday, 1 p.m. Eastern at the Ralph, a.k.a. Boring Highmark Stadium. Yeah. Um, what are your what are your initial thoughts uh for this matchup? Do you um are you worried? Are you not that worried comparatively to the Bills? How are you feeling so far? Um hmm. I am confident in the sense of I think we're gonna win. Um the injury stuff made me a little nervous. Mm-hmm. Um but I just I can't see the Steelers coming into our house and Mm -hmm. throwing us off our game enough to win. So I don't know. We'll see. Anything can happen. Mm -hmm. Um, I just think we are roasting and toasting and on fire right now. And even though it's not pretty, you know, we're still winning games and we're still getting the job done. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know what's going to be more nail biting this or the D&D game I have to play afterward. <laughs> Not sure. <laughs> well, hopefully that's puts you in a good mood. Um, <laughs> we have we have a weirdly traditional time spot for this game. I know. Out of all the uh, pro- out of all the games. <laughs> yeah. So as of our recording right now, a couple injury updates. So we initially heard that Gabe Davis's knee injury was not believed to be serious, like season ending, even though it looked real pretty bad, like from his reaction. Uh, But he has been ruled out for Sunday. Mm -hmm. So he is out. Um, The word on Rasul Douglas is he said, I'm going to get through it. I don't know what that means. We'll we'll monitor the injury reports as as we go. (laughs) Dane Jackson played amazing and Christian Benberg continues to be amazing. but we hope Russell gets um, gets well soon. And then I don't have any word on um, Tyrell Dodson, um, who's yeah. been playing pretty well too. So hopefully, um, I right now Dodson is he's just in concussion protocol, right? Um, or is, am I wrong? Is someone else on concussion? So, um, yeah. Oh no, Dodson was a, a shoulder. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. Ty Johnson, you know, third slash fourth string running back who's been pretty solid. It had the head injury. uh, Yeah. So probably didn't call, but it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. But on the other side, so Pittsburgh, such a bizarre season they've had, right? They, they had, they had like a mini version of us in terms of they had no room for error. They needed more help. They got all Mm -hmm. the help. And they won their last couple of games with Mason Rudolph the third mm-hmm. um, in place. Weirdly, Kenny Pickett, their starting quarterback, well, at least to start the season, is according to every all the reporting, healthy. But mm-hmm. Mike Tomlin's still going with the quote unquote hot hand um and going with Mason Rudolph. But the best player for Pittsburgh, TJ Watt, is out. That's confirmed. Mm-hmm. He's probably mm-hmm. done it for the season, unfortunately, for the Steelers. Um, <clears throat> but the Steelers are are interesting. I mean, I see it like this is one of those games where hopefully the offense of the Bills and Josh does not start stupid slow. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't expect them to just, you know, score on every drive. But 
wouldn't it be great to get an offensive touchdown in the first quarter? It feels like it's been months. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't uh, it be great if like we didn't need a really impactful play to read to change the trajectory of the entire game every single yeah. game? Like that'd be great. Yeah. Or, you know, <laughs> another one that come down to the to the wire. Um yeah. like the last couple of weeks, um, except for the uh Cowboys game. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, interesting thing about the Steelers is I mean the the way I meant the reason I mentioned that is because I think the Steelers could make it could make it close by playing a sort of Belichick style game where they basically run it like 40 times. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think still our weakness against the run is if you can make it through the big boys up front and you make mm-hmm. it to that second level, you can bust one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Devin Achan's first touchdown was like 22 yards or something. And, mm-hmm. you know, Boyer and Hyde, they can't make every tackle, you know, 15, 17 yards down the field. So, um, you know, the Steelers have two solid running backs. Um, and Najee Harris is a big dude. He doesn't have a ton of yards on the season, right? He, he's nice. got a ton of carries. He's got just over a thousand yards. Um, but the, the second string running back for the Pittsburgh Steelers has been pretty intriguing. I didn't know really anything about him. Uh, his name is Jalen Warren, and he's got mm-hmm. 784 yards on the season, four touchdowns himself. So they they definitely have two two solid guys, and you know they will be forced though to throw more if right Josh puts some points up you know, early. So that's what I'm hoping the bills are able to do puts points up early, force the Steelers to throw and not just run it. You know, hopefully it's 17, seven or 17, three bills at the half and not, you know, just 10, three where the Steelers can still do their thing and hope it's close Mm -hmm. in the end. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oof. I, so many emotions are going through my head right now because if I really think that the dolphins are going to go to the chiefs and knock them out. I, Mm -hmm. that could be a hot take, but that's what I think. And then I, Mm -hmm. I think if that happens and we win this game, our road to might be like, not that tricky, but like I might be speaking two two ahead of time. Well, I hope that we're a week from now. We're talking about the Dolphins coming back to town, or for the first time ever in the postseason, Mahomes and friends coming to town. Give me either of them. Yeah, either sounds good to me. I'm um, fine. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty wild that um, it'll, it'll be interesting either way. Um, last, last little word on Mason. Rudolph, when I clicked on his ESPN stats, they didn't include the third, but I'm pretty sure that's part of his name. Um, <laughs> he's he's started uh, the last three games. He's won them all. Mm. He beat Cincy 34 to 11. Mm. Uh, kind of ended the the Jake Browning streak over there. Um, mm-hmm. The Jake Browning feel good story mm. uh, at Cincinnati or sorry at Seattle beat Seattle 30 to 23, and then. Uh, this past week beat Baltimore's backups 17-10. Um, you know, not gaudy numbers, but
but he hasn't thrown an interception the last three games against Baltimore <laughs> and again against Baltimore backups. Right. Just the definition of boring and efficient. 18 for 20, 152 yards, one touchdown. Um, so not flashy. Um, but George Pickens, who I guess has been like a difficult one this season, there. Um, you know, they're bad boy. He uh he has been playing really well. So um look out for him come Sunday. Uh Bella, last thing. How many another random stat guess question to you? Pittsburgh's what, four hours away from Buffalo? Four and a half? About, yeah, I think. Yeah. You know, cities get grouped in together, blue collar, et cetera. Uh, the Rust Belt. The Rust Belt. Hopefully, can we just keep calling it the, the former Rust Belt? I mean. Yeah, I don't know. Is it still, is it still, still rusty? Um, the Steelers, right? Long storied history. Um, <clears throat> the top of the Super Bowl. The amount of uh, Super Bowl championships that they have. But we've only played them three times ever throughout our long history in the playoffs. 1974 divisional round Steelers won 32 to 14. Joe Ferguson, probably the most famous Bills quarterback until Kelly came along, uh, lost to Terry Bradshaw. In 1992, Jim Kelly beat Neil O'Donnell. The Bills won 24 to three in the divisional round. And then in 95, so this was when, after the four Super Bowls, the season after, still made the playoffs, but the Steelers won 40-21. to 21. Um, And all those games were in Pittsburgh at what is now, what is, uh, I don't even know what it's called now. It has some dumb name. It used to be Heinz Field, but before that, it was Three Rivers Stadium. <laughs> but so weird that, like, a team that's not far away in the same conference. Yeah. Uh, there's only been three playoff meetups of, of all time. Right. And when we were, yeah, what we were talking earlier, I mentioned that we don't really have like major beef with the Steelers. Like it always feels great to beat them. Mm-hmm. Um, right. But, and like that one, um, okay, thanks, Pepper. Sorry, my cat just jumped on me. Um, that one game we had where we, we literally like took their signature song and like shoved it down their throat. Basically, that was really fun. Um, but other than that, like, why, why, why do, uh, why would we have beef? Yeah. Yeah. Come on. I mean, you know, I mean, I've always rooted for, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was just going to say, I've always like, when it's not us versus them, like I've, I've never had like, oh, I want them to lose, you know? Yeah. So yeah. on the outside looking in, like both Buffalo and Pittsburgh, like are easy to root for teams. So we'll see. They are. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Um, the, uh, the other thing I wanted to mention before it slips my mind completely, which it is doing right now. Oh God, it's gone. Ah. Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, what else about the Steelers? I for oh, yeah. So there there have been a couple interesting close calls. So in Drew Bledsoe's best season with us, 
we had a chance. So this is like in the middle of the drought. We had a chance to get into the playoffs similar to last week. It was it wasn't the division title on the line, but mm-hmm. it was win and get in. You control your destiny. And we were playing Pittsburgh's backups. They were already in the playoffs and we couldn't do it. Mm. The other thing is um in in Sean's uh second playoff year. So I would say, you know, the first year we we really like earned it. So Josh's mm-hmm. first playoff year, which we uh, we went to Houston. We lost in overtime. An insane game. Uh, yeah, don't remind me. Yes, I was at. <laughs> I was there in Houston. Um, some people refer to it as the brain break game. Who knows? I think that's rude. Uh, but Josh was. Josh, Josh was uh, was running nuts that game. Anyway, mm-hmm. we clinched the playoffs by beating Mason Rudolph. The week before, or I think it was two weeks before. Um, and it wasn't easy either. That game also came down to the wire, and I was at Nickel City, the East Austin Mills Bears, for that game, um, <laughs> which was nuts. And a fun fun fact there. Um, do you know who Aaron Franklin is? Aaron Franklin. He sounds like a turtle. Well, that's funny. He kind of looks like a turtle. Oh my um, goodness. <laughs> well, he's he's one of the barbecue pioneers quote unquote of of modern barbecue history oh um, yeah of course, of course that know. guy yeah yeah <laughs> uh he runs franklin he, he he started franklin's barbecue here in austin which for years and years and, and according to most tourists is still the place to wait for four hours um any morning so you can eat barbecue at 11 a.m i've done it once anyway i feel like barbecue famous- at any time is appropriate yeah. Oh, no. But if you don't get in line at 7 a.m., you're not going to get any because they're sold out by two. Um, yeah. But anyway, so Aaron Franklin, basically, you know, a celebrity in Austin, a, cele- a local celebrity. Right. He's like gone all over the world talking about barbecue. He's got a TED talk. He had a PBS show, then a master class all on barbecue. So he wanders in to Nickel City after we clinch the playoffs against Mason Rudolph a couple of years ago. And I, I'm like, all right, that's Aaron Franklin. I'm not going to like do it a fanboy thing. Like I like barbecue, but I'm not like truly a fanboy. Sure. But it would be fun to strike up a conversation with him. Plus, you know, I'm feeling loose and limber. Uh, <laughs> Liquid and, courage. And, and, you know, the whole bar's going nuts. And they happen to go in when it's probably like an hour post game. So a lot of, enough people have laughed. So he comes in with like a little crew of people, two or three people. And I think I just turned to like him and his, his friends and he goes, did you guys hear the bills are in the playoffs or some you just random comment like that. And he just looks at me uh, with his glasses and you'll have to look him, look him up after this Bella, Cause he does kind of look like a, a turtle, a nice one. So and he funny. goes, Oh, I'm not, I'm not really a sports fan. And, and that was my interaction with Aaron Franklin, the uh, <laughs> barbecue celebrity of Austin, Texas, at the Nickel City. <laughs> I think your impression made it. Made it. <laughs> That's it funny left. because uh, <laughs> I also have glasses and may or may not look like a turtle. And my girlfriend always used that voice to describe what I talk like. Hey, I never <laughs> said looking like a turtle is a bad thing. No. Those words no. never left my mouth. Slow and steady. Uh, All right, Bella. This has been a lot of fun. Uh, We will talk next week when hopefully our season 
continues. Yes, high vibes, high vibes. High vibes. Don't make us feel ick next week, Buffalo Bills. No icks. Don't give me an ick. All (laughs) All right. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time. Later.